Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and patriots of all ages, welcome once again to a brand new week of podcasting here on In Black and Right. We are still the new definition of color commentary. I am, as always, Jerry Brooks, your host, your tour guide through the alternate reality of Joe Biden's America, as well as the baby-faced assassin of freedom fighting for all the precious and wonderful freedoms that our great Constitution provides for us. And if you'd like to get a hold of us, just send an email to inblackandwrite at gmail.com or you can check out our website, inblackandwrite.net. And yes, we are definitely looking forward because next week, officially, the In Black and Right Lone Star Tour will be on the road in Big D, Dallas, Fort Worth. And boy, are we looking forward to a great time at CPAC, Texas, there in Dallas. It is going to be off the chain. And just looking at the confirmed list of speakers, oh yeah. They do it big in Texas, and yes, they're going to be doing CPAC big there in the Lone Star State. There's going to be, uh, President Trump will be speaking, of course. Uh, we will also have Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban, who will be addressing uh, the folks down there at the conference. It's going to be wild. Of course, there will be many members of Congress. There will also be uh, policy experts. And we're also going to have the special treat of Steve Bannon, who is going to be speaking at CPAC, and he's bringing the War Room with him. And, oh mercy, if you're a part of the War Room posse, hey, get down there as quick as you can. It's going to be great. He's going to be hanging out there and uh, meeting folks. I hope to uh, meet him myself and maybe just uh, talk to him for a moment or two. And we're going to be doing uh, the show live. Uh, we'll be recording live anyway, but we'll be doing uh, also uh, some live streaming as well. Looking forward to doing that. So yeah, we're hoping to uh, have a lot for you and to give you kind of a little bit of flavor, Texas style, of CPAC. Well, I hope everybody had yourself a pretty good weekend, but oh mercy, I feel like today as we start a brand new week, I feel like in part, uh, like I'm going to be teaching a abnormal psychology class because we're going because the first story I have uh, to bring to y'all today is just I'm like oh my goodness you can't be serious but apparently I am and it's going to be the first of a few stories but today starting out a story uh, that was originally found on Axios that the Brandon administration or well Biden administration is seeking to provide ID cards for hold up illegal immigrants I'm thinking 
OMG, are you freaking serious? But yes, another slap in the face to American sovereignty, American national security, and to you, the American people who want borders. But nope, 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 because the Brandon administration is smarter than everybody else. And ugh, yeah, that, that's really a form of psychosis, actually. <laughs> but yes, and, and the story, oh my goodness, I mean, I'm just got to read you a little bit of this. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, where's a good place? Oh, yes. All right, here we go. Uh, the Biden administration wants to provide temporary identification cards to illegal immigrants who are awaiting final decisions on their cases, Axios reported. Officials are considering a pilot program that would help immigrants, oh, illegal immigrants, access housing, health care, transportation, and other benefits to government sources told Axios. Well, okay. Yeah, let's do this. Not that states are uh, having uh, all kinds of problems. I mean, forget the fact that we have 9.1% inflation, which actually the real number is actually higher than that. Oh, forget that. Forget that we're already cash-strapped. A lot of states are. Yes, paying tens of billions of dollars a year for the very things listed, for housing, for health care, transportation, and other benefits that we're giving to illegal immigrants. Now, I know the left and all the other, well, essentially whiners, and progressive Christians are the worst of the bunch. Oh, you can't say that. They're not illegal. It's like BS. If you break the law, you're doing an illegal act. Hello? Can you not put two and two together, people? So, yes, this is another slap in the face to people who are already struggling to find out if they can keep a roof over their heads because not it's not just businesses that aren't able to pay their rent it's just people people trying to keep their houses or apartments they can't pay rent either and a good chunk of them are hispanic so we have american hispanics actual u.s citizens not able to pay their bills uh, to pay their rent to keep a roof over their heads but we're giving all this money to all these illegals because we're supposed to and they wonder why they're hemorrhaging support from the Hispanic community actually the entire minority community black Americans Hispanic Americans Asian Americans young people too it's not just about my ethnicity it's also about age Voters over, uh, actually voters under the age of 30, support for Biden is in the teens or very low 20s. So yeah, once again, I mean, it's the head scratcher of all time. How can a country just two years previous 
We were the envy of the world. We had an economy that was the envy of the world. We had folks working like crazy. We had industries, manufacturing, absolutely experiencing a renaissance. Oh my goodness. But nope, Joe Biden and his mental midgets have screwed the pooch so bad, God knows how many dog breeders are crying. And, and they did it deliberately in 18 months, and it's still going to get worse. And I don't even know, I mean, even if the red wave is coming in November for the midterms, uh, and I would love to see it, but my question is, yeah, you get it, but what do you do with it? That's my question. And do Kevin McCarthy, if he becomes speaker, do the Republicans have the steel and the, the steel in their spines and the stones to clean a lot of this up? I mean, real oversight. I mean, not just of the January 6th kangaroo court, which I still say is an insult to kangaroos everywhere, but are they going to do other things? Are they basically going to impeach Mayuckas and Homeland Security? Are they going to go after Merrick Garland for not doing his dang job? That pointy-headed yahoo has been MIA. I mean, he's just like gone and disappeared. He's not taking, he's not even following a whole lot of federal statutes. I mean, you might as well, you know, ask, I mean, did somehow George Soros uh, help you with this? Because he's ignoring his duty. He's ignoring federal law, or at least certain federal laws, but going after those parents, those darn parents. How dare they? How dare they go after school boards? Oh, give me a break. Please give me a break, folks. This is absolutely the most nonsensical uh, thing that I've heard. And so now this just proves it. So, yeah, that's going to be fun. I'd love to, you know, there, it's supposed to be in next year's fiscal 2023 appropriations, but let's see what happens. So, let's see. Oh, yes, over the weekend, I uh, want to start with this one. Apparently, the Ukraine is very much on Russia's mind. So much so that Sergei Lavrov, the Russian foreign minister, uh, in a story that Russia's goal in the Ukraine is the ouster of Zelensky. And I thought, okay, well, this seems to be a very public and very definitive shift in policy. So, yeah, this is really interesting to, to listen to this from, uh, from Lavrov, who was speaking in Cairo over the weekend at an Arab League summit in, uh, yeah, in Cairo. And interesting enough how they, how Lavrov put this, this is really interesting. Uh, Lavrov accused 
Kiev and its and its Western allies, quote-unquote, of spouting propaganda intended to ensure that Ukraine becomes the eternal enemy of Russia. Russian and Ukrainian people would continue to live together. We will certainly help Ukrainian people to get rid of its regime, which is absolutely anti-people and anti-historical. Now, interestingly enough, Zelensky and his government are still in this, oh, we need this, we need that, oh my goodness, we need help because the Russians are doing all this, and I'm going, at some point, at some point, the European fanboys and the fanboys here in the United States, in the Congress, have got to wonder, I mean, you've already given them over close to 60 billion dollars so and what are you getting for it not a whole lot of investment return on your investment and people are ticked and do, and rightfully so so yeah this is just going to be a whole lot of fun yay oh mercy so yeah, this is going to just interesting to see how this develops over time, uh, especially now that the summer is going to be uh, transitioning into fall in the not too distant future. You know, and as the weather starts to maybe get colder, who knows what's going to happen between uh, Russia and Ukraine? We, we don't know. I mean, nobody really knows, but I'm going to be real interested to see what the heck happens. And and Lavrov has pretty much set a whole new bar uh, for this whole thing. So let's see what the Russians are going to do, and and see what Zelensky and the Ukrainians are going to do. That's pretty, and that's going to be pretty messed up. Uh, let's see what else happened over the weekend. Oh yes, oh yes. Janet Yellen, our wonderful Secretary of the Treasury, and needs to pretty much resign in disgrace and embarrassment because the woman doesn't know what she's doing, in spite of having all of these nice little Ivy League pedigrees. You know, you can have a whole lot of dollars, but not make one lick of sense. And of course, you know, professing yourself to be wise, you became foolish. Because let's not forget, folks, this is the same Janet Yellen who said that inflation was going to be transitory. <coughs> Sorry, wrong answer, dear. We're at 9.1 and growing, and it's even worse on the producer price index, which does trickle down to the consumer price index when it comes to inflation, the cost of goods, the cost of manufacturing goods, and everything else. But Janet Yellen was on Meet the Press, or Beat the Press, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I tend to prefer the latter, but oh, we can't do that. As much as they are unindicted co-conspirators in, in this mess, but anyway, Janet Yellen on Meet the Press yesterday, you know, there's Chuck Todd, all nice and snarky with his beard, trying to get answers from the Treasury Secretary. But some of this, I just went, 
This woman thinks that the American people are fools. And not just fools, just perpetual fools. But I'll let Janet Yellen speak for herself. And I might interrupt once or, you know, once or twice, see what's going on. But here's a little bit of her interview yesterday on NBC's Meet the Press. Well, um, look, the economy is slowing down. It, last year, it grew very rapidly at about 5.5%. And that succeeded in putting people back to work. Okay, hold up, hold up, Janet Yellen. Really? People going back to work? Then, if that's the case, then, how come just about everywhere I go, even in, a, even in the small community I live in, in North Central Florida, there were help-wanted signs everywhere. Everywhere. As far as I could, as far as I could go, I see, okay, this company is hiring, this company's hiring, other companies are hiring, so it's like, I mean, yeah, it's Florida, and we have a, a low unemployment rate. I think we're at about 2.8% right now. But to say something like that, oh, girl, please. Uh, let's continue here. Who had lost their jobs during the pandemic. The labor market is now extremely strong. Um, even just during the last three months, uh, net job gains average 375,000. This is not an economy that's in recession. Wrong, wrong, and wrong again. What did I tell you all about denial? This is psychosis as well as an outright lie. We are not an economy in recession. Lady, you are not only disconnected from reality, you're disconnected from a hell of a lot of small business. I talked about, I'd say about a week or so ago, there was a, a story in the Boston Globe that some 50 or 51% of American small businesses are looking to shut down by the end of this year, the next six months. They'll probably have one last go around for the holidays, and then next year, <laughs> done. See ya. Now, to say that an economy is not in recession when you've got just about every stinking indicator saying that it is, the consumer price index, the producer price index, the stock market, and what's been going on with that, we're not in a recession? <laughs> okay. This is why denial isn't just a river in Egypt. It ain't just a river in Egypt. And the Biden administration is very good at denial and deflection and obfuscation and God knows whatever else. I mean, Jane, James Rosen, the White House reporter for Newsmax, talked to one of Biden's guys and questioned him about gas prices. When gas prices are high, you blame Putin and the Ukrainian war. When they're low, hey, it's us. We're smart. We've done this. It's, you know, oh my gosh. You want to talk about narcissistic? Yeesh. Well, let's get a little bit more from Janet Yellen. But we're in a period of transition in which growth is slowing. Wrong. Growth has come 
to a grinding halt. Keep in mind, please, ladies and gentlemen, that the accepted definition of a recession, and it's been that way for decades here in the United States, two consecutive quarters of negative economic growth qualifies as a recession. And people may not have the official numbers, and it's not been put out there, but, and I'm sure they're trying to find all kinds of ways to uh, uh, kind of finagle the numbers uh, so that it looks good for Biden. But believe me, even if they get the numbers to a point where it's like, okay, we're not in a recession, yay. Well, people still feel it. People still go to the grocery store. People still go to the gas station. People are still having to pay for rent, for utilities, for everything else. And, and it's gone up. So they, it might not be quote-unquote technically a recession, but people are sure acting like it. They're changing their habits. They're spending habits. They're not able to do things that they would normally have done. Summer vacations with the kids. You know, it's going to be a lot of staycations, I'm sure. But, oh, my goodness. We're not in a recession? Ugh. That's, oh, I got to keep going with this. And that's necessary and appropriate. And um, we need to be growing at a steady and sustainable pace. So there is a slowdown and businesses can see that and that's appropriate given that people now have jobs and we have a strong labor market. But you don't see any of the signs now. A, a, a recession is a broad-based contraction that affects many sectors of the economy. We just don't have that. Oh, okay, st I gotta stop. I mean, I don't know what this woman has been smoking, but she is lying like a bearskin rug. Really, that there are slowdowns everywhere. We've got economic problems up the yin-yang. I mean, the three have-to-haves. Uh, Steve Cortez uh, does a wonderful job uh, and see, and he put it on his uh, he put it on his getter, and I'm gonna put I'm gonna pull it up here because the three absolute have to haves as far as you know for just ordinary people. Let's see, hang on, food, gasoline, and housing. There we go. Yes, utilities, gas, and food. These are the three have-to-haves. Now, on average, those three items by themselves have gone up an average of 37%. Now, you break it down into its parts. Groceries, up 12.2%. Utilities, 38.4% increase and gasoline at 59.9 you might as well round up to 60 percent now even though right now gas in some areas has come down in price but i can assure you 
It is not, I repeat, not because of Joe Biden or any of his policies. These, it's due to more than likely people just not using gas as much. There's less demand. And that's part of the Biden administration's master plan to ruin the economy, embrace the green raw deal, and everything else. This is nuts, folks. This is just nuts. And I got to get off this subject because listening to this woman is just a mess. But the problem is, I go from Janet Yellen to everybody's favorite narcissist, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the great lord of all science. Blech. So anyway, now this cracks me up. This absolutely cracks me up. Story today in the Epic Times. Apparently, Fauci has said we were always aware of natural immunity. I just went, what the hell? <coughs> no, that is an absolute lie. And I'm reading the story uh, from the Epic Times, uh, Jack Phillips, one of their better reporters just absolutely said that I mean some of the things I'm just reading in the story and th and part of this story is from the Hill uh, newspaper and Fauci said we were always aware that if you get infected you have a degree of protection against reinfection quote-unquote really freaking really now, this is a little down the story, a couple paragraphs down. Now we get into the real story. Now, last year, 2021, in July, Fauci also called on local governments and schools to require COVID-19 vaccines, telling CNN that there should be more mandates. That was from last year. But the thing is, though, if you are always aware, Dr. Fauci, of natural immunity why did you push and push hard for mask mandates vaccine mandates and all the other stuff that brought a lot of the economy to a grinding halt you jerk you're a liar and now here you go again saying well uh, we should have masks and we need to wear our mask indoors it's like here we go again my friends you must if nothing else you ever learn from me, please, oh please, learn this. Leftists, socialists, progressives, Democrats, liberals, whatever term you use, these are people who are only obsessed with one thing, and that is the acquisition of raw power and control. Because in their minds, they believe that they are the morally superior. They're the smart ones. They're the tolerant ones. And they're not. And they, will, and they feel that they can lie, cheat, manipulate, or do whatever to get their point across. And let me tell you right now, they're already kind of dropping little breadcrumbs in some of these media reports about because school is coming up for kids starting next month. 
I know down here in Florida, it's going to be mid-August, about mid-August, when kids are going to be back in school. And in other parts of the country, you know, they'll have their own. But I promise you, they, the education weirdos, are going to come up with some reason to slap mask mandates on your kids again or to have some type of vaccine mandate again i promise you they're gonna try and they're gonna keep trying and keep trying and keep trying and who knows i'm sure somebody is going to try to get the travel uh mandate back in at back in place somebody's gonna try i hope they i hope they fail because I'm going to be on a plane next week, and I am not going to wear a damn mask. Sorry, I'm for the rough language there, but no, 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 no. Fauci, once again, has lied. Absolutely lied. Ugh, it's just crazy. And of course, ugh. You know, now he's like, well, he's not going to retire and he may step down from his current position at some time. Well, I think I might have a little bit of a timeline because another story from just the news that should the red wave come and in the House and in the Senate, because there will be Republican chairs, as much as the Democrats are going to scream, gripe, moan, and not, not like it, but too bad, get over it. Now, there are going to be plans in the House and in the Senate to investigate Fauci. Now, the combined efforts of Kentucky Senator Rand Paul, the man that Fauci hates with a passion, and just absolutely drives him nuts because he's just as smart if not smarter than he is and Ohio Republican Jim Jordan are going to be leading the efforts in their respective chambers and on their respective committees January could get real dang interesting not just Fauci getting investigated but January 6th actually being investigated and none of the show trial crap. Gosh, even Joseph Stalin would have seen that and just went, they are amateurs. Bah. Yes, and they are amateurs, but oh my goodness. This is going to be real interesting. This is going to be really dang interesting. Uh, there are going to be a lot of subpoenas flying about Fauci and all of his uh, all of his uh, shenanigans and dealings and oh man I would love to see that as Rand Paul in the majority maybe becoming the chair of the yeah Rand Paul becoming the chair of the Senate Health Education and Labor Committee Woo! that one is going to be hot I mean, hotter than a southern summer, because that's going to be a stone cold trip. So I'm hoping that yes, go get him, Rand Paul, and this time, oh, it's going to be real fun, especially when he's the chairman, <laughs> and Patty Murray has to shut her big mouth, 
and just uh uh no 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 I mean well she's not going to because she is a leftist and the fact that I actually lived in Washington State at one time was just eh but she's a mess but I'm just gonna take it one step at a time we gotta get through the midterms November the 8th and then come January that's when the fun is going to begin well folks with all of that I think I'll just call it a day today and say thank you for listening again if you uh, want to catch our audio podcast uh, you can find it wherever you get your podcast we're on all the platforms love it if you would tell your friends and y'all can subscribe and follow us we're going to be having a whole lot of fun in Texas next week so uh, we're just doing our countdown so for now take care of yourselves thank you for listening and always remember that patriots come in all colors <laughs>